Hello and welcome to the Gambler Golf Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm here with the caddy for our first ever golf edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast, focusing on golf and we're going to preview the 44th edition of the Ryder Cup. What a time to be alive, caddy. Yeah, Paul, so excited about this and thanks for having me on. Two days to go, I mean the Ryder Cup. Well, it doesn't get much bigger. It doesn't, does it? Uh, and as I say, it's the 44th edition of the Ryder Cup. Uh, bookies can't split Europe or USA, both of them priced up at 10 to 11, which kind of looks like a flip of a coin. We'll get into whether you think it is a flip of a coin or whether you're leaning towards one more than the other at the moment. Uh, we'll get into that during the podcast. We're going to keep this one pretty short to the point. As you say, Caddy, we're two days out, so it's really difficult to pick out any bets at the moment, eh? Yeah, I've been uh, hanging on, Paul. There is pre-tournament uh, wagers available. You've got points, stuff like that. Obviously, you've got the outright winner, win, draw, win. Um, but yeah, I like to um, wait until tomorrow. Um, we've got, we, we know what's happening with the, the four sums, the four balls. I mean, yeah, there is, there is various markets out there. But, I mean, we don't even know who's going to be playing who or how yeah. many games they're going to be playing. So I think it's very wise to tread carefully pre-tournament with the Ryder Cup. Yeah, and those pairings will be announced at the opening ceremony on Thursday, so we'll have a better idea of things. We're currently recording this uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, so if you're listening you know, after then, then obviously the, the pairings might well be announced. Um, and then it's time to get the, the homework done. Oh, the homework's done. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have a better idea by that point and you'll be posting your tips on your, your private channel, which will, will uh, give all the details out before the end of the podcast. I suppose the, the main talking point, Caddy, before the tournament even starts, long before it was even, uh, I was going to say before the captains were announced, obviously there were some changes to that as well, as the fact that this is the first post-live era Ryder Cup, which has obviously affected the team selections. Um, it certainly is, and I mean, when you say it's affected the team selections, these guys made a choice about a year ago, and um, I mean, the Ryder Cup is based on a point system, and unfortunately, these guys, they don't even play in a tournament, a four-day tournament now, they play three days at weekends, and mm-hmm. um, so really, I don't even think there's an argument there, to be fair. Obviously, you've got... Guys like Dustin Johnson, who's who's missing out. I mean, Dustin Johnson went unbeaten um, mm. in Whistling Straits. He had a five zero zero record, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I understand. Um, but at the same time, these guys guys made a choice. Uh, it's kind of like they've made their beds so, uh, lying at it. Yeah, <laughs> well, you've got pretty strong opinions about the whole love thing. Um, it's just a, a shame for the watching public, I suppose. It likes a mainstays like Poulter and Garcia and Westwood would be there representing Europe, but their time has come and gone, I guess. Yeah, I mean, as I say, they they uh, chose money over golf, so... Yeah, yeah, good luck to them. <laughs> uh, okay, in terms of the tournament itself, United States current holders a uh, thumping win for them at Whistling Straits last time, eh? 99? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Quite close, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm guessing we're expecting it to be a bit closer uh, this weekend. <laughs> I hope, certainly hope so. Um, but yeah, I mean, seven of the last eight Ryder Cups have been won by the home team. Um, so this is, this, I mean, this might 
people might not actually believe this, but this is a fact. The USA have not won on European soil for 30 years, since 1993. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's a beggar's belief, actually. It does. <laughs> um, so, is this hoodoo going to go on, or... Are they going to break the hoodoo? We'll soon find out. Oh, I'm hoping you'll be able to tell us sooner rather than later as well. Um, the the Ryder Cup itself has been played in Italy. I don't know, is this the first time it's been in Italy? It is the first time it's been played in Italy, Paul. And also, I believe it's it's only the, the third time that a, a player from the country that the event's been held has not participated. Yeah, we do have two Italians in the, the vice-captain team. Uh, the Molinari yeah. brothers, right enough. So you've got some rep- you get some representation. Oh, and and and, and 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 what a pain in that is. I mean, uh, Molinari actually um, he went unbeaten um, with Tommy Fleetwood and and the right. four balls. Yeah. And I mean, famous bromance. He eh? could have been in the team if he actually could have just just for the Italian representation and the fact that his record is quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're at the Marco Simone Golf and Country Club, just the northeast of Roma. Par 71 course, Caddy, um, with a 626-yard final hole, which I'm sure is set for some dramatic finales over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And also the Europeans asked for the, the rough to be much longer. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the course at 7,268-yard uh, long par. 71. It was designed by Jim Fazio and David Mazakrain in 1991. And uh, this course is definitely accuracy and putting are, are, are pivotal. Uh, and especially with with the rough being so long. I mean, I don't know if anybody saw it, but I mean, there are some balls in it and you, you just can't see them. They're just going like way down. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, and I suppose that's the advantage of being at home. You know, if you're saying that USA haven't won in three decades, then I guess being at home allows you to do things like that. Yeah, I mean, well, a home fixture is just like in a football game. The, the home team's uh, usually always got the advantage. I don't know so much about the the 12th man. Um, <laughs> I mean, Europe will have more supporters there, but, I mean, America always take over a, a, a good support. So... I wouldn't rely on the on on the home support too much because it could be more of a kind of 50-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for those watching on the telly, the uh, tournament's live on Sky Sports with highlights on the BBC. The opening round teases off for for some matches. We'll start at 7:35 local time. So set your alarms for that. Okay, let's get stuck into this, Caddy. Uh, we're going to have a look at the, the two teams. We're going to have a look at some of the potential uh, markets. We're going to look at players who we can maybe keep an eye on. As we said, really difficult to pick out any betting markets right now until we know the lineups on Friday. So let's have a look at Europe. Captain by uh, Luke Donald uh, was previously Henrik Stenson. Um, his love commitment meant, commitments meant that he was uh, removed of the captain saying Luke Donald appointed. He's got five captains, Caddy, Thomas Bjorn, Eduardo Molinari and Nicholas Colstarts. Ryder Cup legend, Jose Maria Alatabal and Francesco Molinari too. Couldn't ask for a better management team. Uh, you just need to look at the experience in there and also the uh, the Italian connection um, is going to be beneficial. 
Absolutely. Uh, on the US side, captained by Zach Johnson, supported by Steve Stricker, Davis Love Third, and Jim Furyk. Oh, sorry, and Stuart Sink as well, an old friend of the Telegram channel who tipped at 150 to one last year to win. To win what tournament was it? Um, it was the RBC Heritage, I believe. <laughs> well remembered. <laughs> I think it was longer than a year ago, Paul. I think that was in our first year. So, oh, was it? Yeah, two years ago, but he's still our biggest winner today at 150 to one. We have had 100 to 110 to one, and but yeah, 110, 150 to one is our biggest winner. But another strong management team there for the USA as well, with plenty of experience in it in the, the Ryder Cup. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, let's have a look at the teams, Caddy. Uh, we spoke in a pre-podcast, you called it a, a rookie Ryder Cup, and there's four on each side this time around. Amazing, yeah, I, I just think that's brilliant. Um, yeah, four four rookies, we, could really, we should really be calling it the uh, rookie. <laughs> the rookie cup. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to them. One of them of particular interest to us, I suppose, is Robert McIntyre making his debut in the tournament. Um, and he's maybe been a bit unfortunate to miss out on previous occasions. He has, yeah, but he's got his chance this time, Paul, and deservedly so. Um, he's got course experience. He's won on this track. He won the Italian Open in 2022. So, yeah, I mean, he's there on merit. And, um, I mean, he was, he was so unlucky this year, just a few weeks ago at the Scottish Open when he got pipped by Rory, who birdied the last two holes hard. I mean, it was a, basically, I think, in, in play, Robert was one to hundred on in play, yeah, yeah. And we actually tipped him on hundred to one to win that, and he got pipped at the post by Rory. Yeah, and speaking of Rory, he'll be the man that they're all looking to, I suppose, in that European team to to lead them to victory. Of course, yes, he's 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 a leader in the park. He's the he's a teacher amongst the students. It's his seventh Ryder Cup appearance. I mean, that that says it all. Um, I think the next, the next Justin Rose is six, but then we're, I mean, as I say, we've got the four rookies, and then we've got a few who've only had a couple of appearances. But yeah, Rory's the, Rory's the leader in the pack. Yeah, and I guess if anyone is looking at any kind of pre-tournament bets, then the likes of Rory are probably most likely to feature in every every game over the next week. Uh, weekend, I would imagine so. I mean, Rory's won won this trophy four times now. Um, as I say, in six appearances, he's won it four times. So I would imagine Rory will be out in every match. Yeah. And likewise, John Ram, Caddy, I think his experience speaks for itself as well, though this is only his third uh, Ryder Cup. It is. Uh, John's not happy with Sergio not being in the team. because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, what a pair in there. They've been in the past. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, I'd expect John Ram to be involved in every game. Yeah. Quite, quite so. We've got four players representing England, Terrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, of course, uh, plenty of drama <laughs> with Tommy Fleetwood in previous Ryder Cups and, of course, the experienced head of Justin Rose, who's now 40, 43 years old, I think he is, uh, playing in, as you say, sixth Ryder Cup. Yeah, I mean, Tommy Fleetwood in 2018... He won all four of his matches. So yeah. there you go. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton, his record, he's going to have to sharpen up. His record, I believe it's 4-8-2. So he's won four games, lost eight and tied two. And he hasn't won a singles match. Yeah, which will be a bone of contention with himself, I suppose. Just going back to Tommy Fleet, but he's actually the highest win percentage um, 
thanks to that 2018 performance of 62.5% uh, across that European team. Um, representing Ireland, we've got Shane Lowry. Yeah, I mean, again, before the selections, a lot of people were saying that Moronk should have been the team. I mean, Moronk, who had just won the Italian Open recently, yeah. again, at the same venue. But, I mean, I don't know, Shane... Change another player. I just think just just having them there um, is going to help the team. Yeah, and as we say, we've got a few rookies. I suppose the, the interesting one is Ludwig Aberg uh, from Sweden, ranked 80th in the world. What should we expect from him? Yeah. I mean, this guy turned pro three months ago. It's it's scary. It's it's unbelievable, uh, and he's already won. I mean, he's only played a few events. Like as I say, he's just turned pro and he won the. A European Masters a few weeks back, and he's he's been up there in this, every tournament. That's yeah. Already has a super. But you're going to hear a lot more about this guy. Honestly, he's wouldn't be surprised if he's the next Tiger Woods. There you go. Oh, strong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and another name that, that you know regular followers of golf may well be aware of, but Sepp Straka, the the Austrian at 30 years old, making his Ryder Cup debut as well. Yep, uh, Sepp Straka. It's a quite quite a good year. Um, he won the John Deere, and he was second at the Open Championship. So yeah, I mean another um, player. I'd, I'm glad he's in the team, and I think he'll go well. Sepp Straka, I really do. Um, yeah. Again, in the foursomes um, and four balls, I'd expect him to do very well in them. But a great addition for the team. Yeah, and in terms of looking through that European team, who are the names? Obviously, you've got your McElroys and your Rams. Um, who's the names beyond that that you think will be key performers um, for Luke Donald's side? I mean, the one that sticks out, obviously, is Victor Hovland, the recent FedEx Cup champ. He's been virtually unplayable. Um, his Ryder Cup debut, he was thrown into every session. He took one point last time with two halves. But this thing, as I say, is a reigning FedEx Cup champ. He's been virtually unplayable. And I expect that trend to continue uh, this week at the Marco Simone. Yeah, OK. Let's have a wee look at the US team. Before we leave the European team, uh, we spoke about it being a rookie Ryder Cup. 21 previous appearances in that European team. As to the USA team, only 17 previous appearances. So um, arguably less experience in the USA team that's going to be guided by Zach Johnson, Caddy. Yeah, Paul, I'd have to agree with you on that. Um, again, we've got four uh, four rookies in the USA team. Um, we've also got four players. It's going to be only their second appearance. The one with the most experience is Jordan Spieth, and this will be his fifth Ryder Cup. Yeah, but interestingly, um, just for me to throw a stat at you, that American team... Their average win percentage is 68.65 across the 12 players. Compare that to just 39.83 across the, the European team. So, obviously, that's weighted heavily because of the the uh, massive win that they had at Whistling Straits. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it, it plays out with these guys in terms of experience in their first or maybe just their second Ryder Cup on uh, in European soil as well. Let's have a look at... Their squad, though, there's 12 players. Um, as you say, Justin Spieth, probably the most experienced. Uh, Colin Morikawa, he's got a tremendous record uh, from last time around as well. Uh, Ricky Fowler's another one for whom it's his fifth appearance. Um, but let's start with world number one, Scotty Scheffler. 
I mean, Scotty, he was the first one to automatically qualify. Again, he's just had a tremendous season. Um, world number one. Yeah. For a reason. I, this guy can also be unplayable when he wants to be. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's only his second Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's going to be nervous, just like just like the rest of them. So, yeah, I mean, I, I expect Scott is going to be playing every match, just like uh, Rory, Ram. I think he's going to do well. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's. I think he's going to be one of the one of the ones that the USA is going to be looking yeah to bring some some points in, if not the most at the wall. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, We've got Brian Harmon in there, Caddy. Obviously, uh, you tipped him 110 to 1 to win the Open Championship. 36 and making his Ryder Cup debut. Yeah. I mean, again, what a fantastic season. Um, winning the Open. Yeah, I just, as you see, we tipped him at 110 to 1 to win that on the channel. Um, yeah, I mean, he's there on merit. It's a, it's a brilliant season. And I, and I expect Harmon to go well. I don't know if he'll be playing. All the games, but um, I, d- I definitely think the games he is involved in this this course should suit his kind of game plan. Yeah. So I'd expect Brian Hammond to bring in a couple of points for the USA. Yeah, and another name that's never far away from your uh, shortlist of three for tournaments on on the tour is Patrick Cantley, the silent assassin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What should we expect for him from him in this course? Again, Cantley, I mean, he's just, he's just a bag of tricks, this guy. Um, he's been getting a hard time for his slow play and stuff like that, but I mean, that's not going to matter in this. He'll, he'll, just, he'll just play at his own pace. He's, uh, he's definitely one to keep an eye on, definitely. He always is. Yeah, we've touched on Jordan Spieth. It feels like he's been around forever, Jordan Spieth. <laughs> As you say, it's his fifth tournament. He's played 18 matches. Overall, he's, he's got more wins than, than losses. Uh, and again, he will... I guess he'll emerge as one of the leaders in the team this weekend. He is. He is. He's uh, him and Ricky. Yeah, that's their fifth appearance. Jordan, uh, Jordan's beef and Thomas together. I mean, what what a team they are. Um, the record is 6-2-1 together. I, I believe nobody's ever matched that uh, on the USA team. But here's an interesting fact. He hasn't won a singles match. Wow. That mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah, interesting, as you say. I mean, tremendous pairing over the years, uh, those two as well. Brooks Kopka, one to watch this weekend? Definitely. And there's going to be a lot of tension on Brooks. Yeah. For obvious reasons, I think Brooks should be there. I think he's, I mean, you just need to look at the tournaments he has been allowed to play and we, we, we do get to see him. I mean, Paul, I still have not watched one single shot of Liv Golf <laughs> and I'm being serious I've not watched this shot I've never put it on my television I've just never felt the need but I, I like Brooks uh, he's, he's an amazing guy an, an amazing player uh, he should definitely be on this team and as I said Paul you just look at all these events that he's, he's played in the majors he's always there always yeah he's there I, wish he, I wish he would come back <laughs> yeah yeah, he certainly brings something to a tournament like this as well, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, honestly, he's one of the guys that I've always hoped would um, come back on the PGA Tour. 
Yeah. Uh, in terms of players that we should be keeping an eye out, um, any catch in your eye, obviously, we've kind of, you've got your Schaeffler's ranked number one in the world. Hey, I think a US team actually have got five players who are in the top 10 in the world. Interestingly, all of their squad is in the top 25 in the world, which we can't say about the European team. So no shortage of quality in that USA team at all. Listen, Paul, the one that sticks out that we've not really touched on is, is Justin Thomas. I mean, his record is six. He's won six, tied to lost one. He's four balls, he's won three, lost none. And his singles, the same. He's won two, lost none, tied none. I mean, so Justin Thomas, there was a lot of speculation about, obviously, he's not had a good season. Yeah. It's not been his, his normal, usual self. And a lot of people were saying he shouldn't be in the team. You just have to look at his record. Mm. It's an interesting one. I mean, how how much can <laughs> the old cliche forum go out the window? Uh, just purely because it's the Ryder Cup. You know, does it? It certainly brought out the best in certain players over the years, and I, I guess maybe Justin Thomas falls into that category. Definitely, Paul. Yeah, he just thrives for this event. Well, just look at his figures. Yeah, yeah, you can't argue with him. Arguably, he's gone into tournaments in better form than he is at the moment, though. Yeah, I mean, if I was an American, I'd be watching one team. Okay, let's have a wee, a wee recap then, Caddy, on just your general thoughts on how the weekend might pan out. Um, are you, at this stage, prepared to go either way in terms of USA or Europe? Yeah, well, I mean, Paul, I don't know if my heart's been ruling my head here, but again, I'm just going to facts here. Seven of the last eight Ryder Cups, I've been won by the home team. The Americans haven't won in Europe for 30 years. So at the moment, and their prices definitely come in, um, I'm, I'm kind of signed with Europe. But as I say, I don't know if my heart's real in my head here. Yeah, as I say, the bookies can't decide. They've got it uh, 10 to 11 each. Um, who wins it? They've actually got Europe even money and USA 21 to 20. They've got the tie at 11 to 1. Um, I've had a look at the, the top overall points scorer and there's hardly <laughs> between uh, about seven or eight of them in the betting. I think eight to one's your general price there. As you say, we're not going to commit to any of those uh, prices at this early stage. And obviously it will depend on which players are going to be playing across uh, the most games as well. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's given people who have been listening uh, a few pointers, certainly in terms of Europe, we like the look at Victor Hovland's forum uh, for USA, can never write off Justin Thomas. Um, as you say, Caddy, heart may be going ahead, but at the moment you'd maybe just say it's slight advantage Europe. I would say so at, at the moment, and the main reason for that is it's on European soil, so the home advantage. Yeah. Okay, so in terms of your plans for the weekend, we'll get some tips up on the channel Thursday. Absolutely, yeah, Paul, as I say, I, I have been doing my homework uh, and I've been putting in a lot of hours and I'm keeping tabs on, I, I mean, I think I've got a rough idea what parents will be putting out, there's been practice sessions yesterday, today, so I've got a rough idea what, what parents might be out together and who, who they'll be playing, so yeah, I've got a rough idea, Paul, as I say, yeah. doing my homework. But, yeah, I'd rather just wait until tomorrow. I will put a couple of pre-tournament bets up that I've been having a look at. And I'll do that today because my preview will be going on the website today. There will be a couple of things there and obviously um, on the channel. Yeah. So if you're not already a member of the channel, uh, Caddy, we've 
I think we're over £2,000 in profit already to a £10 per point stake since launching in April. It's been a tremendous start. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. I mean, since May, we've had nine outright winners. Brian Hammond, obviously 110 to 1 that we touched on earlier, but we also had Lucas Glover at 95 to 1 to win the Ferry Accepted Championship. Vincent Norman's another one where a lot of my friends were, hadn't even heard of him. They said, How are you picking these guys? But uh, Vincent Norman, 45 to 1, we had Tagala just a little bit, yeah, but honestly, Paul, it's been an amazing start to the channel and, and long may it continue. Yes, indeed. So if you're not already uh, a member of the Caddies channel, you can obviously join. Um, you can get all these tips for the Ryder Cup coming up and, of course, uh, future tips on PGA and DP World Tour events. So make sure you subscribe for all the details. You can visit him on Twitter at thecaddy18 and be sure to give him a follow there. Um, just before we wrap up, Caddy, uh, a final word on the Ryder Cup this weekend from you. Paul, I just, I'm, I'm actually, I've got the butterflies. <laughs> I've been watching the Ryder Cup. I mean, my first World Cup, I believe, was 1978. I'm showing my age here. <laughs> but I've been watching the Ryder Cup just a bit as long as the World Cup. And, yeah, I mean, I've got the butterflies. I'm just so excited for this. It's going to be an amazing weekend. There's going to be so much ups and downs. It's going to twists and turns uh, until we get the eventual winner. But what a weekend of golf I've got ahead. Yeah, it was going to be absolutely tremendous as ever. Listen, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. This has obviously just been a first, a bit of a pilot episode for us to see how it goes. Uh, thanks to everyone who's maybe stuck with us over the course, course of the podcast. If you liked it, let us know what you think. Um, we might well be tempted to do it again. Uh, and in the meantime, best of luck with your bets if you're having any on the Ryder Cup. And enjoy what's sure to be another thrilling weekend from Rome and the Ryder Cup. All the best. 